We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Backliners Podcast, Agro and Barracuda as per usual. And this week we are joined by the Soul Laner for your Smite Masters Champions, the Sticks Ferryman, uh, Baskin. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on the show and congrats on the big dub at Masters. Thanks for having me. Happy to have you, <laughs> young Wooney. Um, it was a. Uh, we talked a good amount about, well, I don't know, last week we were kind of in a real mood, um, and also being absolutely besieged by life, um, mm-hmm. and so we didn't get to talk, like, an absolute ton about the tournament, um, but a solid amount, uh, which set us up pretty well, I think, for this weekend. I don't think we have to go over a whole lot, um, but uh, I did have one question about last weekend, but before we get into that, before I forget, I have to tell you about one of our sponsors for today's episode it's factor meals now that it's summer you might be looking for wholesome convenient meals for sunny active days factor america's number one ready to eat meal kit can help you fuel up fast with flavor and nutritious ready to eat meals delivered straight to your door you'll save time eat well and stay on track reaching your goals you get to choose from over 34 chef prepared dietitian approved weekly options featuring premium ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Plus, you can round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with an assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like our delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon and cheddar egg bites, and potato bacon and egg breakfast skillets. I thought this last time I read this ad, I could really go for a bacon and cheddar. Like, I'm not an egg guy because I'm Mm -hmm. stupid. Um, But, like, bacon and cheddar in general uh sign me up or like potato bacon breakfast skillet hold the egg because i'm a child mm-hmm. that would be that'd be hitting for me what am i supposed to do to outplay my my taste buds guys i want to like eggs oh. every time i try them my tongue goes i don't like this how do i outplay that yeah i think it just changes because most recently like uh two or three weeks ago i thought i hated pickles now i like pickles Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought I hated mustard. Now I like mustard. Dude, and you I... cannot be betraying me on mustard, bro. Dude, I like mustard it is now. op. Oh, yeah, it's God. it's pretty good, dude. Mm-hmm. I hated it forever, and now it's actually pretty good. And then, lastly, sweet tea. I drank sweet tea recently, and I was like, this is actually pretty good. Like iced tea? Yeah, like uh, specifically sweet some... tea, though, right? Yeah, like the southern, like forty grams of sugar per like eight ounces. That sweet tea. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, the sweetest yeah. tea. Yeah, Dude, <laughs> the sweetest tea. The sweetest tea. Well, you know, Vera, if you're chugging a bunch of sweet tea, uh, you're throwing off your macros or whatever, you get to mm-hmm. add some very uh, very convenient and very healthy meals here from Factor. So there, that way Perfect. you can get it done. Uh, all you got to do is head on over to factormeals.com slash backliners50 and use code backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. That's code backliners50 at factormeals.com slash backliners50 to get 50% off your first box. 50%? Um, holy shit. That, that's half of it. <laughs> that's half. Like, you only have to pay for half. That's a great deal. Um, so for last week's Masters, uh, before we talk about, like, I guess the the semifinals and finals that happened in the most recent weekend, the week, the week before that, Wooney, I wanted to get your thoughts on... Um, what you saw, like, did you expect to to play against the Hounds going into the, if you guys were advancing, um, or was that kind of like a surprise to you? Um, it wasn't le- like that big of a surprise. Uh, we weren't really expecting to play against either team just because it's a best of three, so like anything could happen, and also like new patch and all that stuff, so it's like, we weren't really like expecting to play against like either team, like both the teams are good, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, yeah. Um, yeah, anything, I feel like anything could happen really in a best of three in a new patch. So we're, we're ready for like both teams. Sure. And, uh, and talk to me a little bit about your matchup against the Leviathans, um, in the, that would be quarterfinals, I guess. Uh, we talked a little bit about it last weekend, but not a ton. Um, what, uh, what do you remember about that set? Um, I actually don't remember. I remember thinking that set that we had really good drafts. Um, and that's about it. I don't remember too much about it. Uh, I think they were relatively close games, but they, they weren't like super close, but they were relatively close. I think both games went late, if I remember. And I remember thinking both games that we had a really good draft. Um, I that's about it. I think game one, literally nothing happened for like 19 minutes, and you guys just like, they grouped up Pyro and Aurora got like oh, a yeah. initial, and then you guys just won the game. Like, yeah, I, okay, I actually Pyro. remember that. Yeah, we Aurora got like a huge Ganesh Holt. And then we rat ulted on top of that, and then like mm-hmm. two people instantly died, and then I ulted on Zap, and he died, and I think we got fire, and then it was kind of like snowballed from there. Yeah. yeah, we were. I remember us talking last week's and uh, last week's episode about how Aurora was kind of going Jeff Inla mode on the on the mm-hmm. Ganesh. <laughs> yep. uh, Jeff Inla, obviously the best Ganesh alter of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, up until this tournament, at the very least, yeah. the undisputed mm-hmm. best competition now. I mean, Aurora was kind of <laughs> going crazy. Uh, in this in this tournament with the Ganesh, and I've been, dude, I've been saying Ganesh is OP for so long, um, and obviously things have changed. You know, the meta's changed, whatever. But he looks really good. Um, not just Aurora on Ganesh, but I think Ganesh in general uh, looked like one of the better supports in the game. And maybe it's finally time for the uh, for the elephant to spend time in the sun. Do elephants like that? Probably not, I, right? I assume so. I mean, yeah, they're, they're like in Africa, right? So yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hot, but <laughs> they but they go, sun there. but they like go in the water and like they do like the pick oh, it, you yeah. know they oh, like yeah. give themselves like showers or whatever. Elephants yeah. have got to be one of the coolest animals. Uh, they don't get enough credit. I think we should give elephants more credit. Really? How do you want to do they're, that? They're all right. Well, I think that there should be more like <laughs> elephant. Uh, like uh-huh. stuffed animals. There should be mm. maybe some more like elephant, um, like Ganesha themed things. 
Well, it doesn't have to be Ganesh in particular, okay. but it could be, yeah. I mean, I don't think that anyone would really be opposed to that. Um, yeah, I would love it. The one thing that... Okay, never mind. I'm not going to go down that route. Never mind. Um, I was really trying to push you down that tangent. I yeah. No, I could have gone for a long time, but unfortunately for you, my brain went to somewhere that I probably should... Like a, a bit that I probably shouldn't go down, so I <laughs> realized and hit the brakes, luckily. So Welcome we, back. We take those. Thank you. Um, yeah. Go ahead. From my perspective, I thought Ganesh and Terra were like two of the best supports of this tournament. Um, I just thought Terra was really good because you could play uh, kind of less pressure but still have like buff contests in duo. And then her ult for team fights just seemed absolutely correct. And then same with Ganesh. Like, Ganesh kind of, he doesn't have the best buff secure uh, in duo when you're losing pressure, but his team fight is just so crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like one of the most underrated parts of Ganesh, and if you disagree with this in particular, Barra, feel free to say so, but I feel like one of the big differences I see between Ganesh in casuals or, you know, even a lot of ranked games um, in competitive play is when when Ganesh uses his one, turn of fate, of course, uh, it gives an insane amount of... of power like clear potential to your hunter Mm -hmm. and i see people hunters use their wave clear and then the ganesh ones and it like makes me want to claw my eyes out every time uh which is like not you know it's not that bad it's not athena's insisting on dropping their three before they taunt um i hate that which which should be a crime by the way Uh um punishable by bait yeah by death well, well, yeah, you know what? I'll double down on that. Sure, why not? Um, it's usually you just time Yeah, it's me, exactly. It's me. Um, I'm them. Athena taunt doesn't work late game. Like, anyways. Um, but I think that, like, that's an underrated part of what Ganesh brings, is I feel like he mm-hmm. really boosts uh, the hunter wave clear in the early game. Yeah, it's for me, it's nice if it lines up like that, but a lot of Ganeshes will just, like, throw their one Whip it. Poke. Yep. Yeah, and I'm like, how am I supposed to follow up off of that? Once 140 um, damage on their head, by the way. Yeah, it's nice if you have, like, a Rama lane or, like, an Izzy lane, you're just wanting the wave and you're both, like, playing completely for clear. Um, but a lot of times it doesn't completely line up. But if it, if it does, obviously it feels nice, but it's not something you're, like, always playing for. Yeah, I think it's OP. I, think I do OP. think... To your point, uh, I do think people and professional players in general should play for that more. Uh, but I don't think many people, I don't think many support players really play Ganesh right now. Well, then they're not winning as many games as they could. I'm a I'm yep. a Ganesh warrior. I love I've, I've been a Ganesh player, uh, but that's just because you know we're all Jeff Inla fanboys around here, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, before we talk about uh, your matchup against the Hounds, Wooney, let's talk about the set that happened right before that. It was the Oni Warriors up against the Jade Dragons. Um, Dragons won game one of this set, and I was like, whoa, is it happening? Like, are they mm-hmm. popping off? Because I thought the Dragons looked so good um, up against the Kings, and it was it was games being driven through Mike and through Lasbro, which we have not mm-hmm. seen, like, at all the rest of this year. And they drove that set through Mike and Lasbro. Game one of this set, they drive it through Mike and Lasbro, and I'm like, oh my god, they've done it. They've clicked, it's here. Uh, and then they don't do that successfully the entire rest of the set and just get absolutely crushed. I feel like none of these other games 
were even close. Maybe maybe this game four is closer than my memory is telling me, but mm-hmm. what I can from what I can remember, I was like, wow, they just got absolutely annihilated in the next three. Um, Barra, what what did you think about this set? Uh, kind of just whoever picked more pressure won. Uh, I think that was the story in the first two games. Game one. Yep. Uh, I think Warriors, just after game one, they were like, okay, we actually need to pick gods with pressure. And then after that, they like hard on game two, and then game three and four were, I think, relatively slower, but still like both teams just jamming pressure. Which I think, I mean, I know Mike was talking about like getting away from pressure or whatever, but I really just think that's his best play style by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm happy to see him, along with his teammates, drafting for full pressure and playing that way on the map. Because also... I mean, Laos can play late game stuff and hyper carry as well, but I think when he's able to facilitate plays on the map for the first ten to fifteen minutes, I think his game and I think his teammate game, teammates' games genuinely go a lot better. Um, yes, he's just able to control instead of like just kind of slowing down the pace and just being like, okay, I'm coming over here to like protect a buff versus like, okay, I'm going here to like invade a buff. And I think that uh, just helps out Laos a lot when he's playing that way. Same with Mike. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I, if As I've said a lot on this podcast, I'm a Lasbra believer. I think that guy is really, really good at the game. I think that he has, at times, looked like one of the best junglers in the world. Uh, not this year, but uh, last year in particular. Um, with all of that said, if I never see Lasbra Nemesis ever again, I'm cool with that. Uh, those are the types of picks that I hate seeing Lasbra on personally. Because I just want him on Pele, Erlong, Rat. Let that dude get his hands dirty early uh, and let him be able to dictate who fights him and when. Um, Gods can just choose to not fight Nemesis. Um, They cannot choose to not fight Rat or Sir Ket uh, or Erlong. Like, those are the types of picks that I think... He has always looked the best on, um, mm-hmm. and and he played mostly those gods for what it's worth uh, in the set. He did have one nemesis game, and then it was, uh, and then it was pay. It was game one. It was um, rat. Game two nem. Game three Pele. Game four Erlong. So three out of those four picks, I really like for him. Um, but just in general, I think that. It is not a coincidence yeah. that this team looked the best when Mike and Last just were unleashed and could just do what they wanted uh, on the map because of their picks. Yeah, I think their game two draft was a little funky for me too. It was like Nim Eset mid jungle, and I feel like if you're going, I didn't see the draft order. Uh, I feel like if you're going Eset, you probably want like something to combo with in the mid two v two. Yeah, they so last picked the Eset because they uh, because Pagon picked set mid, and I actually love the Eset mid into set mid. Um, I think mm-hmm. it, I think it's really smart. Um, I think it just completely neutralizes what Set wants to do in that lane. Uh, but I agree that it doesn't have the best synergy with Nem in particular. And sometimes that can happen where like you get to tenth pick in a draft and you've got this like really good counter matchup potential, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really fit with the rest of your draft. But boy, is it good for you! You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. And it's not that's not a selfish call from Dardes or the team to give Dardes the better matchup rather than the better fit for the team comp. Um, but sometimes you just get yourself in that situation and it gets a little uh, it gets a little awkward. Um, yeah, I think also that game. To be fair, uh, I think their dueling just 
was way more pressure. I mm-hmm. think Jake was like Horus War Flag or something. Um, I think yep. they just got like objective after objective after objective. So any set from behind can't really do too much, unfortunately. No, which is funny because she's been a really good support, which makes you think that she should be good from behind, but for some sure. reason it doesn't feel that way when you're playing mid. That's for sure. Um, Woonie, what did you think about this uh, Warriors Dragon set? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything Barra said. Um, the pressure was a big deal. Cause... Okay, but what about what I said? <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with anything. You said. Okay. <laughs> Well, um, for game one, I remember seeing the Warriors draft and thinking, like, they literally had no... Pr- I think they had, like, Achilles solo. I don't remember all yep. their drafts, it, it was uh, Achilles... It was Baba Mid, Achilles solo, Dodgy Jungle, Marty ADC, oh, and here's the spice, the 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 Sobek 408. Uh, yep. Yeah, the Croc yeah. 08 here. <laughs> yeah, that that's like no... And they were also playing... Into, I, he was playing Jorm solo, right? Nika? Yep. Um, and, and he was, and Rat Jungle, I think, if I remember correctly, yep. so it's like, just in that solo jungle, like, Achilles Daji versus Rat Jorm, like, that is, like, the most, like, lopsided pressure you could ever get, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, Game 1 wasn't that close, right, if I remember nope. correctly? No, yeah. Jade stomped. Yeah, mm-hmm. And then after that, they just, Only Warriors just got back to what they do best, like, just picking pressure and running it down, and I feel like they, I think... Outside of game four, which was kind of competitive, uh, game two and three were pretty one-sided, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah, to me, it was just all about drafts. It was just all about pressure, pressure, pressure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they also let dragons have Jorm in game one, which is like the most broken character in the game right now, I feel like. <laughs> that character is so OP. Isn't it crazy how... Yeah. <laughs> Basket was at my house like a couple weeks ago, and I remember us talking, and, say, and I was saying, I'm pretty sure Jorm is really good right now like shouldn't he be really good with like the way the meta's playing out and you were like yeah maybe but i don't know like i don't know we'll see and then it just turns out and this is <laughs> by the way this is the complete shotgun method for me uh if i just say everything's op eventually i'm right uh-huh. you know what i mean um so don't give me too much credit here but it is like there were lots of soul laners that i talked to that said the exact same thing where it's like yeah yorm like might be kind of good but like i don't know there are like some things that need to be figured out and people just kind of figured out the right build path for him and how to draft around him. And he's looked insane. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember that conversation exactly, but I feel like I probably said something more like, yeah, Jorm is just terrible and he can't be played or something. <laughs> Cause in my mind, like Jorm has always been like, well, he was good in like season six or something, but ever since then he's been in like the Arachne tier or like, yep. um, like, like there's a couple other characters that will like that really can't be played in SPL, but just everything lined up, like, the stat switch was good for him. His build path is really good right now with E-Staff and, like, uh, Tainted and stuff. And also, he's OP at beacon fights. He's so good at beacon fights. Mm-hmm. Like, like, you can't lose a beacon fight with him because he just pu- puts his, like, pools in the thing. Mm-hmm. You can't, like, stand on them. Yeah, so he's randomly ended up being OP, I guess. That's crazy because I didn't see a single Yorm. Like, yeah. People started in playing... Uh, I didn't see a Yorm anywhere, like scrims or ranked or anything. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Until uh, it was it was after the second week that because like, like we got like two weeks of scrims, so like people were still testing stuff after like the first round of games or whatever. And I think Ducky played against me, and then everyone just started picking it. I don't know, like every every team we scrimmed, like there's someone who picked it like once, and I thought like I was like, are these guys trolling? And then I played it, and then it ended up being good. I remember, <laughs> I remember saying, I remember saying to reels like. Yeah, like literally, like it was like uh, the day after like our Levi set or something. 
and we were scrimming, or maybe it was two days after, and someone picked against me for like one of the first times, and I was like, yeah, I'm never playing that character in 100 million years or something like that. <laughs> and then I like, picked it two games later, and Reels like, it's been 100 million years already or something like that. I forgot what he said. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's, it's just funny how every Smite player has the same brain. Yep. Like, oh. everyone talks about picks the same way. It's like, oh, that pick has to be terrible. Like, yeah. that guy is so stupid. Especially Someone playing... solo laners. Oh, yeah. Especially solo laners. <laughs> yes, of course. Solo laners are like, definitely you can't give anyone that. respect for, like, picking a pick. You're like, that is <laughs> terrible. I mean, it's gotta be my pick. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the only. That's, that's the only right, way dude. it can work. I'm not kidding. This is a true story. The reason that I thought, wait, I think this god might be really OP, is because mm-hmm. she's gonna be pissed that I'm telling the story, but I'm doing it anyways. Lermy absolutely rolls me in every playtest, and I'm not <laughs> kidding when I say that. I just get farmed. Okay. We soloed against one another a couple weeks ago, and I played Yorm, and I soloed her twice. The oh. amount of time, here are the amount of solo kills I have on Lermy this year. Those two on your, uh, <laughs> the end is basically it. And I was like, this has to be broken because I didn't even feel like I was doing anything well that like, I was just doing so much damage that I was like, this has got to be actually really good. Uh, and that's how mm-hmm. I, and that's how I came to my conclusion was, uh, was the Lermy, the Lermy litmus test, if you will. Um, <laughs> Okay, before we go on to uh, talk about the uh, the other semifinal, uh, got one more sponsor to tell you about. It's Oakley's. I saw in chat, let me scroll up, uh, Kithara said that they're walking home, but he just here to report that they bought new Oakley's. Well, Kithara, I'm Ooh. sure that you are looking so good on your walk home uh, in those Oakley's because uh, they let you express your style and build a look that's made just for you. They're changing the game. And it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Whether you run, golf, train, if you just want to look like your favorite athlete, like Lamar Jackson, Debo Samuel, Aaron Jones, Justin Jefferson, Mbappe, or John Barracuda Salter. Uh, That's me. Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Yeah, you're not wiring them walking home because it's 830. That's fair. That's on me. Um, it's still kind of light out here in Georgia, but not light enough that I would want sunglasses. So that's, that's on me. Uh, they're suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self, an expression of your personality. There is much more than meets the eye. Uh, here on this show, we're all about look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out oakley.com to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Barry, mine... Um, did legitimately get hosed in the mail uh is what is what i've been uh informed of and i actually like it it was a mailing problem so i'm very sad that i haven't gotten they on god did i'm not kidding they said it said delivered on tuesday i verified the address uh i went there was a proof of delivery link i clicked it nothing just it just says by the front door what is that no well, we do, but I haven't set it up. Don't rob me. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we tried to put it in, and it was what? like there was there was like a something about the uh-huh. way our door frame is made it not the easiest thing in the world. So we instantly gave up. That so was you gave up. Yep. eighteen months ago, maybe. Um, Oakley's even offers prism lens technology. What the hell is that, you ask? 
It's a proprietary technology to Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. If you want to know more, and I know you do, head on over to oakley.com and do your own research on that. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses that'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. So head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Barrett, did you get did you get yours? I, you said you did, uh-huh. right? Are, I got them. Th- it's your first fancy pair of sunglasses. You were saying when we first got Oakley as a sponsor. How uh, how, how how is it? Wonderful. Uh, I I don't feel like I'm cool enough to be wearing them. Uh, That's imposter syndrome talking. You are. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, they just they fit really nice because I have a large nose and uh, it's very soft around my nose. And I will be cutting the grass in them tomorrow for a true test. Oh, so that is going to be so... That is going to be such a look. And I'm going to request that Destiny takes a picture and send it to me <laughs> if she can. That's going to be... She will be working. Unlucky. Dude, it's going to be so hot this weekend. I need to mow... I mowed I the front lawn and I really need to know the mow the backyard. But it's going to be like 96 or something. Yeah, yes. I'm going to try to cut it tomorrow morning. We're such dads right now. I know. Holy <laughs> scheduling our lawn cutting. Okay, also, real quick. Yeah. Neon Curve just lied to me in chat. He said, Ravens ban Yorm against Hounds. I went and checked. We did not ban Yorm. I literally did not see Yorm at all. Unbelievable. Yeah, stop, stop lying. Continue, that's sorry. that's incredible. We'll, we'll be addressing this in the in the post-pod hangout. Um, I'll be yelling at him. For sure. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, Hounds versus Sticks Ferryman in the semi-finals. This set was kind of a kind of a banger here, Wooney. Um, game one, Oath kind of went a little uh, a little crazy on the Raven, um, mm-hmm. who turns out is pretty good. Uh, yep, that is weird. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. I would say. Um, yeah, I guess. Not, I don't need to go through every single game right away. Just instead, can uh, can ask you, Rooney, what uh, what you remember about playing through this set? Um, I I, just, I remember like all the games were so long. It was like the longest I've ever played. I think. Yeah. Um, it, that, like every game, I'm pretty sure went past forty minutes, and it was it was went to five as well. So I just remember like it, it was just we were there forever. But game one, I remember um they had Jorm, and obvi- and uh Oath played really well on the Robin. Um, which did well until our set uh, mid pick. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, we lost that game. <laughs> and then game two, I remember we had Jorm, and then we also had a good draft. Yeah, so this was the fast. This game. this one was the only one under forty minutes. This one was thirty four uh, or nearly thirty five. That was the fastest one. Yeah, thirty five minutes was the fastest one. The other ones are Jeez. all over forty, I believe. Game five not showing up on the website, unfortunately. But uh, mm-hmm. game one. 46 game 3 49 50 so 50 minutes uh and then game mm-hmm. 4 46 so okay some lengthy ones yeah and then after game 2 like game 3 4 and 5 i feel like kind of had similar like uh early games like we, we, like game 3 4 and 5 we were getting ahead like early oh wait no game 3 and 4 we were getting ahead early i felt like like uh game 3 um we were we had like fire giant and i think we got two phoenixes or something like that and we had it was like uh pretty in our favor like the kill count and all that we were we were in control mm-hmm. of the game and then they dragged it out to like uh 40 plus minutes and then we i think we got we either got picked or we lost a fire giant fight or something happened and then i remember like they ended and 
that was like one of the only fights that they won but they did like a really good job of like just like stalling out the game like forever and mm -hmm. then just like uh like i i forget if they decided us or not I, I really can't remember but yeah and then game four i think was pretty clean from us i think that was like um it wasn't like a shutout but i think i think we had like a really like high like kill difference yeah 21 like to 3 to one. Yep. yeah yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we just snowballed that game. And then game five, they actually got really far ahead of us. I think that's like the biggest early game lead they got on us. Mm -hmm. um, but we did a good job of uh, just like mitigating it. And then Aurora made like a really sick call where uh, I think we got a pick on someone. Um, and then he called for us to do Fire Giant. We we're still pretty behind. And Isis ulted and then Horus ult out. And that kind of mm -hmm. saved the game for us. And we like barely got out and like we barely got Fire Giant. It was like a really like close play. But it was actually like an insane call that like saved the save the game for us and then uh and then i think we and then there was like a couple more team fights that went pretty even and then um the last team fight we killed three people and then we were gonna end and i remember thinking uh while we we're ending that we were actually gonna lose because benny got a three-man uh disco strife like mm -hmm. at the very end yep. and two people died instantly and then paul was in the air behind me on marty he was ulting the titan but i couldn't see how low he was and I wasn't doing any damage to the Titan because I, I was, uh, I, I think I was sore, but I was like full tank. Mm -hmm. So I thought we were going to lose, like for sure. I was like, once I saw, I think it was like Sino and Cyclone that died, maybe, or, or Cyclone and Aurora. Once I saw them die, I was like, okay, we actually lost the game. <laughs> but we ended like, I, it was, it was, it was really close, but I don't think it was like super, like, like Paul, I think if I died, Paul would have ended the game. But yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it really, was close really close at the mm -hmm. end, man. I mean, Somehow, and Disco just always seems to find those in, the, in like, key moments. Um, yeah. It's hard to, like, because people go, like, full CDR in their build, and it's hard to, like, constantly look out for it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like uh, if she gets a, even, like, a two-man taunt into one, it's, like, it pretty much swings a fight, like, instantly. Yep. It's, like, such a crazy ability. Yeah, Strife is definitely one of the best mage abilities that is in an ultimate in the game, in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. Just so, it's so fast, it's so easy to hit. It's got such good range. Uh, and yeah, like you said, if you can just hit two people, a lot of times it just insta-wins you the fight. Um, and Benny nearly saved it there at the uh, at the very end. Barra, what uh, what were your thoughts on the set? Uh, I missed most of the set because I was watching it today and Lynn came over, and I'm kind of glad I missed most of the set because uh, just seeing how long the games were. Uh, <laughs> they were I, long I ones. really would have enjoyed watching five hours of the set, so... Uh, yeah, Baskin covered it perfectly, I think. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, I uh, I did get to get to watch a good amount of this set. Um, I felt like what... Excuse me. Um, a lot of the time... There, th this, this Hounds team, I feel like, is so different than so many... Uh, SCC teams that get promoted um, mm -hmm. in that they typically those teams, I think struggle the longer the game goes um, and are typically better at muddier, faster paced, uglier games. Um, Cause a lot of times these teams are comprised of players who don't have a ton of competitive experience, but are usually very good mechanically, which is how they're kind of breaking into the scene. And so if they can just turn it into a shooting range they end up winning a lot of the time. Um, and this Hounds team is really different in that they they can snowball games. Like, they're certainly capable of it. They aren't uh, an old-school, like, 
I don't know, uh, like the Trickstank Dignitas teams who, who, where I think that they maybe won two early games all year and their early game just didn't matter because they were good at stalling it out and then winning late. Um, what about the meerkat mask uh, that? Uh, yeah, Armada is a great Armada. example. Yeah, that's yeah. you want to talk about dragging them down into the mud. Uh, <laughs> there is no team ever muddier than that Armada squad. Uh, <laughs> it does not get any grosser than Erlong, Double Chalice, and Min. Um, but it worked. So one of the greatest sets of all time, undeniable, uh-huh. uh, life changing for many of us. Um, but this Hounds team is like so good at not stalling games in like a I don't know they they just really farm well and they split the map well and they don't beat themselves which is also kind of unusual for a team that's just getting into the SPL at this stage of the se- of the season um this team does not beat themselves basically ever in game you could argue that maybe some of their drafts but that happens to to every team um so I don't know. I, I was just really, really impressed with this Hounds team. Um, and I would not have called them legitimate Worlds contenders coming in to this tournament. Uh, and I would call them that now. Um, mm-hmm. I think that yeah, they are certainly a team that you are going to have to... That is not going to just lose at Worlds. Like they, You will have to beat them. Um, and that's really... I've said it before in the podcast, uh, trying to compete for a championship in traditional sports or in esports is very binary, in my opinion. It is either you are capable of putting together a weekend where you win, uh, or you are not. Um, and I would have said the Hounds have not shown me that they can yet. Uh, I feel pretty strongly that they have shown me that they can, uh, and that's all, and that's like good enough. Um, so really, really, imp- this was a really great event, uh, by the hounds. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think for me, for hounds, Benny Q especially seems like the most improved, like mm-hmm. oath doesn't really seem like that question mark jungler anymore. Um, which was the biggest thing before, uh, especially tournament time. I think he played better. Uh, like when we played against hounds, oath just like hard camp in game one as mm-hmm. a Zanami. And when you're doing that against an Zanami, you literally can't play the game. Yep. Like, and they just did a really good job training the map. Um, and then Benny Q as well, I think. He is just playing out of his mind lately. Um, so, I, yeah, I just think they're kind of mid-trio as well. Uh, Quig especially is. Every, everyone's playing really well. Um, I think Ducky kind of had, like, an old, like, Demi style. But I think he's playing, like, win lanes now instead of just, like, forfeiting. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which kind of gives them win cons on both sides with Coast as well. Because Coast is, like, probably the most aggressive ADC, like... Ghost will just play like that ranked ADC that just wants to solo you and just like get the clip. Mm-hmm. And but he plays it like well. Um, so yeah, they have win cons across the board in my opinion. Yeah. What well, one thing I want to say about that team is like even though they're like the rookie team, they're they're pretty much like as experienced as you could get from like a rookie team. Yeah. Because like I, I played against them in SEC for like the longest time, um, and I'm pretty sure all of them have been around like competing like. SEC, SOC, whatever it was back then, like since like probably like season two or three at least, right? Like mm-hmm. that that whole roster, like yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, and that goes to what you're saying about like how they don't play at like a traditional SEC team where they don't really go for kills like that, right? It's like more like structured, mm-hmm. um, like more experienced. I think it's 
just because like they've put in so much time in the SEC like ever mm-hmm. since early seasons pretty much. Yeah. Uh I completely agree and I think that like like Barra said, I think Benny um and I would say Ducky as well, those two have really stepped up their games from when they were last in the SPL uh, or previously in the SPL, I guess is a better way to put it. Um, Yeah. Those two look like completely different players. um, Yeah. I agree in a good way. So excited to see what the hounds are going to do the rest of the year for sure. Um, That brings us to Sunday uh, hounds to OJ. Don't have anything else to say about that set because uh, didn't really didn't really uh, register for me there a whole lot. Um, <laughs> instead, it's the Oni Warriors and the Sticks Ferryman in the finals. Uh, what were you... When you going into the set, I mean, everyone knows that, uh, you know, you go in expecting to win. Um, but did you go in expecting to, to not even drop a game to a team that hasn't lost a set all year? No, I definitely thought it was going to be way closer. Yeah, but I think I, I think yes, everyone yes, had to, right? Win. Yeah, yeah. What? I mean, the games were close to be fair, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought we were going to like at least lose one game, but yeah. Yeah. So game one, I think we can go this one game by game a little bit more. Um, game one, uh, you guys win in roughly forty-two minutes. Um, Short one. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you guys really prioritized um, set for Paul, which which I which I found a, a pretty interesting. Um, just because if the if you would have said coming into this tournament, it's a tank oriented meta. Like tanks are the strongest thing to be doing. Um, that would not make me think. Oh, set is what I want to be playing. Like set is not a God that gets really, really good against tanks. The vast majority of the time He's usually a, a better squishy killer. Um, but it also does make sense that if he's not taking as much damage, he does well over prolonged fights, uh, against characters that don't just CC him to death. Um, uh, you know, I think it definitely makes sense. And Paul's obviously a very good set player, but I would not have expected there to be so much set priority, uh, for Paul in this tournament, but it seemed like one of your highest value picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, I think it was our highest value mid pick. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I mean, I think uh, with the the stat squish, I think mage items got hit a lot harder than the uh, physical items. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I mean, for me personally, uh, when people played like ADC's mid or like any any physicals mid, it didn't feel that different from uh, like I definitely was tankier, but I felt like when people played like mages, there was a there was like until until they got like four items, like maybe Sorry of plus Obsidian Shard online, they weren't really doing that much damage. So sets um uh, just like a character that he tried and was popping off like literally every scrim, like some of the scrims he had on set were actually crazy. And then Pagon also plays it, so I guess that made our uh, value a little bit higher. But I mean, our I mean our value was just high because he's definitely the best set in the world. And mm. then it was just going off every game, so we we're like, okay, that characters op yeah <laughs> i mean it. you're not hearing me argue against given paul set like yeah ever pretty much that dude uh, that dude is a beast um mm-hmm. so yeah you guys went set marty erlong top three uh and then tara robin bottom two i remember watching these picks in bands and i couldn't believe that you guys got robin uh 10th overall with how mm-hmm. he looked 
during the tournament. It was Hades and Athena bands um, in the second phase for the Oni uh, for the Oni Warriors. They also had the option to pick it for Panatom Jungle, where he took Sirket instead. Um, mm-hmm. Were you surprised to get Robin there? No, I actually wasn't because I didn't pick it uh, that whole tournament. Um, even in when I had like multiple chances to pick it. Um, First of Hounds, I picked here over it. I think. Mm. Um, gonna be honest, I didn't. I thought I, I thought Robin was good, but I thought uh, like Tier, um, Jorm, Thor. I thought they were all better. Mm-hmm. Um, even Song Kong, uh, I thought was a better pick. Um, yeah, like we scrimmed Oni Warriors uh, the whole week, five five days leading up uh, to that weekend, and I don't think I think maybe there's like a couple Robin picks in the solo maybe like one or two, but yeah, I don't think I played it the whole week. Um, so yeah, I wasn't really surprised that they didn't ban it because I didn't play it versus seven scrims and I didn't play it versus uh, any of the other teams that we played in the tournament. So mm, that's fair. That's interesting that you guys scrimmed uh, the the Warriors the the whole the whole lead up to that tournament because I would say that you two were the were the clear favorite. Maybe not clear favorites in your semifinal up against the Hounds, but Warriors certainly clear favorites in that first set. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that isn't super typical to scrim one team on the lead up where it's pretty likely that you end up playing them in that tournament. Uh, well, it was well, it was the week uh, before the, these games, so it was it was us, J Dragons, Warriors, and um, Hounds. Hounds left. Yeah, so it was, they could either scrim us or Hounds, and I think they were double blocking. Mm, um, okay. But yeah, they scrimmed us every day. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, it was either us, us or Hounds. So yeah, yeah. I, I think they scrimmed us both. Yeah. I guess that makes sense then. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, this game, um, pretty pretty slow pace. Uh, Jake on the afro. Um, was this the game where you guys chased him under the tier two? It is, right? Yep, yeah. yeah that was I missed a, my uh, Robin 3 and he lived. <laughs> that was a little, a little troll. Yeah, but you yeah. did. You know, two zero six yeah, for I'm, you. Like, I'm, no I'm out of there. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a troll chase. And I could, just, I could just hear, like, I feel like I could hear you in the Cosby and like, uh unlucky like i don't know like you just at some point you got to know what's bad like when you're passing speed buff like it's kind of like when you're in the car and you're like not really paying attention you look around you're like wait when did i get here like i didn't mean to go here i missed my turn like you realize you miss your turn around the speed buff but at that point you're already there like you gotta try I mean, we went on them at mid camps, and then I blacked out and then we were under t2 somehow i don't know how i got there (laughs) well he got there uh, and lived um, yeah. in that sequence, and that that is the type of fight that I feel like does turn momentum because that's such a tilter for Sino, like not for him as a player necessarily, like that he's going to tilt because it's him, but just like you get you chase uh, a one HP support underneath mm-hmm. their tier two, they live, you die, that sucked. I'm thinking about it for the next 10 minutes and yeah and not playing as well so i was a little yeah, surprised sure. that you guys uh, stabilized from there to be honest mm-hmm. yeah, yeah most of the games were i think they got an early lead on us almost every game if i remember correctly mm-hmm. but we um but we never really got like decided or anything or never took any like huge losses until like well like we would just wait until like 25 minutes and then fight them and then i remember this game one we had four fizz right mm-hmm. uh yeah so we were just farming out our percent pen items mm-hmm. so we just try to play as defensively as uh, possible so they couldn't really like get that big of a lead on us this game just because we were playing so defensive yeah you guys had such a long fire dance and then you finally got the sino blink taunt on uh sot and then you just mm-hmm. one shot him 
Oh, yeah. right. The fire call after was really good where all of you guys literally just held W away from Pantom and just chased down the Afro. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like really clean top-down macro. Yeah. You guys I don't remember that one. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Uh, I was just gonna say I don't remember it too well, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just gonna agree. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna turn it down, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Game two, absolute banger. Fifty-one and a half minutes. Yucky. Of smite action, baby. Um, this time you take Robin again. Uh, this time it was top three. Um. Paul gets Hebo because uh, they first ban set after banning Hebo in the game one. They go, oh, I'd rather lose to Hebo. Paul conundrum. Yeah, the Paul conundrum, exactly. He's got to be the player that influences picks and bans the most in the, oh, the, it's not in even the close. entire league, right? Yeah, yep. in the history of the league, it's yeah. not even close. It's not even close. It, it can't yeah. be. Um, Hebo, Marty, uh, and Robin, top three, and then Rat, Atlas, bottom two. Um, the rare assassin pick here for Sino. Uh, mm-hmm. It builds tanky. Yeah, he builds tank though. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you know he he can't be he can't be bid all damage items. That's just yeah, not fair. Of course. Of course not. Uh, yeah. What do you remember from the first twenty minutes, and then the next twenty minutes, and the next twenty minutes of, uh, <laughs> of this game? You know, I'm just trolling you out to bring it down like that. I mean, I kind of. I mean, I, I remember a little. Like, I just remember being super slow, like the first game, and then. Okay, I don't remember that well, but it was pretty. <laughs> it was pretty back and forth for the majority of the game, and then it was like it was like um it was like forty five minutes in maybe, and like my brain's just like starting to like go down, you know, like I'm just like getting dumber as the minutes are going on, and then I blink onto Jake. I blink onto Jake, and I try to kill him, and he lives like pretty low, and then Saw TP's behind me and walls me off, and then I die, and then Aurora tries to help me, and he dies. And then I'm dead for like 80 seconds or something. And I'm watching from the death screen, death screen as they siege like our base. Um, and they try to go on go on Paul like under right Phoenix or something like that. And they literally all three like suicide and try to kill him and he lives. And I'm literally just watching that like like I'm literally just watching like doing nothing as my team is just winning the game pretty much like from my death screen after it did. I'm like all right I'll take it. That's but, uh, yeah, we, that's we where the, the game that, much. playing on a on a team with. Paul yep. and like tournaments tweet was crafted yeah. in that in that exact moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you saying you died intentionally to watch Paul? <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> Sometimes the front row seat is the best seat to be in. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. play is just crazy by Paul, bro. Just watching, yeah. going back and watching it, like he literally just single handedly just bayed his little hebo body, and they're like, oh, and then sought. Okay. That is a salt moment, right? Where yeah, like yeah. sword dogs and the like. You know yes. he has to go for that. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Yeah, I, I think it's sort of like the a li- live by the sword, die by the sword kind of thing because that's <laughs> yeah. that's the type of stuff they were doing like the whole split. You know, like pretty yeah. much like they 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 were just playing ranked in SPL and it was working really well. But sometimes that like backfires as well, and it just happened to be like that game that backfired because yeah. they like they like. They threw Jake, Panatome, and Sot like three man dove, and they like missed everything. And then yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but yeah, it was definitely really troll. Yeah, the uh, the Lancelot pick was not one that I was expecting. Yeah, uh, here from Panny, and it did not do super well. Is the way out. I mean, you know, four three and four, but in a fifty one and a half minute game, fourteen k player damage. Player damage was not super high in this game. It, it Sino had 400 more. He had 14.9. Uh, Panny had 15 point or 14.8 or 14.5. Excuse me. Um, so 
It's not like there was a ton of player damage happening, but for Panatom's role on this team, like Sino is, if Sino is top player damage on your team, it is not that is not typically Plan A, right? That is not mm-hmm. the the way that your team is is drafting and structured most of the time. Panny is it, the very worst Plan One B. On, on the Warriors, I feel like. that That's the style that, that he's really had this year. Um, not to say he hasn't played his facilitator style, because he can, he can do both, but I feel like the Warriors, similarly to how I think the Dragons uh, should be giving last tools to set up every fight in the first 10 to 15 minutes of the game, in my opinion, the Warriors should be giving Panny the tools to hard carry every late game. Um, mm-hmm. And be that late game carry... On the games where Pagon just gets huge mid and they get to stomp in their mid 3v3 and the game's over and Panny doesn't have to do that, great. But um, I think Panny is the best late game assassin player in the world right now. Uh, I would give him those tools. Lancelot might not be the pick that that I'd be going for for him. And in general, I thought that he definitely didn't have the uh, the tournament that I was expecting just based on how well he's played this year. Um which is, you know, not he doesn't uh, deserve to to get a bunch of heat for it, um, but that that was definitely one of the main differences I saw in the way the Warriors were playing um, before this tournament and the way they played uh, in this set in particular. Um, yeah, Bear, any uh, any thoughts on this uh, this game too? Uh, sorry, I swapped the game uh, three. Um, I mean, basically, I don't think anything really happened until the end. Uh, yep. Just skipping through this game on my stream, and there was, like, less than 10 kills for the first 30 minutes, and everyone's just trading everything. And I do think the rat's really... The rat pick is really good against Warriors with how they play, I think, globals in general. Just anything that can make their laners not want to hold W the entire time is probably pretty good. Yep. And then also, um... With uh, Rat and Ravana, I feel like the dive on the Merlin's pretty easy if both of them just go full tank. I mean, Pagan's not really going to, like, put himself out of position, but, I mean, a Rat, Ravana dive into a Merlin is an army has got to be a pretty easy uh, task to do. Uh, with an Atlas as well, with Sunder. Um, mm. And you're just waiting for opportunities, and I feel like the meta right now is just kind of like, as long as you're not getting blown out early, you can still kind of j- dance around Fire Giant for a while. And I think Ferrymen are the best Fire Giant dancers right now. Yeah. Yeah, I'd definitely agree with that. Um, all right, game three was uh, was a spicy one. I, I really liked watching this game um, because, like you said, Baskin, a lot of the times Warriors were getting ahead early. They got ahead early. They looked like they were setting up to basically like end the game pretty early if they could keep that snowball rolling and then cyclone uh i i tuned into your stream right before i told you to raid barry and you were watching the exact same play that i had to rewatch like three times um where the oh, warriors the were two. yeah sieging tier two yep. uh they had all this momentum everything was looking really good for them they were up big and then somehow cyclone gets a two-man whoop as Panny hammers on Thor, mm-hmm. catches his hammer. And I was like, how in the world does that happen? How do two people it was Panny and uh who was the Pagon, other I think. Pagon, yeah, yeah. How how does how do those two group up to get hit by one whoop on a siege? Like that is criminal. How does this happen? 
and I had to rewatch it a couple times, and then I realized that uh, Cyclone was in a Marty bush what, yep. whenever he did it. Uh, so they didn't see where he was. Oh, was he actually? Yeah, so that's why they grouped oh. up, because there's no world in which they ever get hit by... They ever get two-man whooped if they're staring in front of a Freya. Uh, I don't think that they knew that he was there, and he double whoops Panny Pagon, and you guys absolutely stomped the fight you had a massive tear fearless at the end of it and the game just felt like it i feel like when you're up 2-0 and you have that play i feel like you have to feel like the game is just over at that point um mm-hmm. that's just like such a momentum turner that if i were on your team i'd be like oh the game this set is over like it, it we just can't lose from here um mm-hmm. but yeah go ahead when you with your uh, with your thoughts on this game three yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much what happened. Um, we were uh, getting snowballed on in the early game. I had two really bad deaths. Um, they were like maybe 5 or 6k up, and then Cyclone gets that whoop, um, and the team fight happens. It's funny, though, because I think we were actually behind in gold after we got all those kills, and then we, we got Pyro plus T2. Maybe we got, we got gold or something. We were actually, I think we were either completely even or behind in gold, but like you said, the momentum was like so in our favor that it like felt like we were like 5k up, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I forget what happened uh, after that. I think we just ended up uh, grouping at Fire Giant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah. and then... What, what happened? Uh, Pantom got picked in solo lane just randomly. You got a good Fearless, and then he just died at the 25th. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember thinking in game that they were a little, like, tilted, or maybe, like, their, like the morale was a little broken, because, like, um, we, we, were, we were, like, grouped in the jungle, and Panning was backing around CDR buff. And I was like, I was like walking up to him to uh, fearless him, and I stand switched in the jungle, and Sino also Erlang minked like right as I uh, stand switched. So Penny should have heard both those abilities. Like he was well within range, but he just uh, like he kept on backing, and I was able to get a, a fearless on him and saw it. And I remember thinking that was like a really like weird play because like it was almost like a ranked like lazy back yeah. Um, yeah. type it of thing. Weird. Yeah, because like he should have heard both my stand switch and Sino's mink like easily. But yeah, and then we got fire after that, and then I think we we pretty much just like snowballed it after that, like or end of the game like pretty quick after that. I think mm-hmm. I, I forget. Yeah, did, you got yeah, you guys picked two after fire, and then just kind of walked in and ended five e three. Speaking on Paul's uh, warping of picks and bans, uh, here is how the opening went here for the Oni Warriors and picks and bans. They ban Hell, they ban Set, they ban Hebo. <laughs> uh, you guys first pick Marty mid for Paul. He does top player damage in the game by uh, a solid like 5k and goes 405. Um, yep. Just ban Paul experience, dude. Paul moment. Just, yep. Just ban him out. What do you even do against that guy? I actually don't know. I really don't. Um, uh, his his comms like t- Paul's like not the most like talkative guy in comms, mm-hmm. but like it's funny because when he thinks a fight's good, he'll just be like. Kill them, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> and it's like, so it's like he'll keep on saying it like faster and faster. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, kill them, kill them, kill them all. <laughs> it's like a, it's in any other context, it would literally be like psychopathic. But in a fight, like you hear that and you know, like we're about to own. <laughs> you know that that's your time. I told you this story uh, a couple weeks ago, but one of my favorite listening moments ever features Paul, and it was when he was playing on Xbox, and his team. Uh, got a gold fury or a fire giant or something like that and they're getting chased out and uh in the listen in you hear paul go 
Run! Every man for himself! Don't help! Run! Every man for himself! <laughs> and it's just like that thought of like every man for himself is such a troll phrase that like I hadn't heard in so long and it's one of my favorite listen-ins. I really wish that we had like a, an easy to parse like uh, what's the word I'm looking like database of like the listen-ins because there were some super good ones um, and some super bad ones that made us not do listen-ins anymore <laughs> but you know shout out to Eager Jelly also from the uh, from the Xbox that's one of the best ones that uh, made us not want to do listen-ins anymore um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's just how it goes um, okay so overall uh, Ferryman Win Masters um Wooney, I got to say that I've been kind of picking the ferryman in basically every tournament that I get a chance to. And up until now, I have looked kind of silly um, <laughs> for those picks. So I appreciate some validation uh, yeah, no problem. here with this one. But isn't it crazy that like a couple weeks ago, um, everyone like on Reddit and on Twitter and in Twitch chat was like saying that this team, uh, that you guys needed to kick Sino, that it was never going to work. Uh, all that kind of stuff. Casino was having a little bit of a of a tough stretch, and you guys weren't playing your best smite. And then a few weeks later, you guys three uh, zero the undefeated Warriors. Like that mm-hmm. that quick turnaround. Like I don't know, kind of crazy yeah. to think about it in that way. I mean, Reddit and all that stuff is just going to be the most like in the moment, like reactionary. Like that's not even like like people people were saying that uh the oni warriors should like all split up like all of them should split up after like they literally lost one set in the last no half a year yeah like people in like twitch chat and stuff like okay. they're saying like like the oni's were oni, oni warriors were done and stuff like i don't know it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just cooked. people are just yeah i don't know <laughs> they should break it up for sure that's a good yeah. idea actually yeah. <laughs> they only won what 15 sets in a row yeah. like, right bro, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, guys, they lost individual games, you know, like, come on. Uh, It's not like they were totally undefeated. Uh, They lost a game of the Jade Dragons, who we were all making fun of. So, like... I'm still making fun of. Who we're still making fun of. So, uh, yeah, they should totally blow it up. I think that's a good idea for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously heading into the next phase, which is a little bit of a ways away... um, I think it's uh, pretty clear that the Warriors and the Ferrymen are going to be the top two teams to watch. Um, but Ravens, you know, just one best of three will make you forget how well you guys played during the regular season. Um, Hounds, Dragons looking like they at least found some amount of momentum. Um, exciting yeah, uh, exciting phase whenever it starts, which is in like a few weeks. I don't know how long. It's crazy Hounds had literally the perfect bands against us. That's crazy. <laughs> Barry, come crazy. on, man. <laughs> crazy. Come on, Barry. Who else come is playing on. Oleron, man? Come on. Okay, okay. I did go back and look after we talked about it on the podcast last week, and I feel like there uh-huh. it, I didn't write it down, but there were definitely Oleron bands here in the King in the King's Dragon no, there set. Were, there were there were there. I'm just being I'm I think we banned guy. it uh versus Levi's maybe. Uh, there you go. Uh-huh. There, there are a couple teams being an run there. Unlucky. Uh, that's all there is to it. No, I know you're just trolling. Um, okay, I have one more question before we go to the random question of the week. What was it? Um, oh, I saw someone, I think it was in your chat, Barra, saying, uh-huh. um, do you think that the Warriors win this event if it's before, if it's on the season of hope? 
uh, patch and not the season of souls. Um, like how big of a deal was this new season? Um, and it's obviously impossible to say if they would have won, if it was just the, the previous season. But I do think that that is a big factor in the, the results of this tournament. Uh, it's impossible. Like it has to be. Yeah, it's hard to tell because also Ferryman played like two completely different teams between regular season and tournament time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so calling a winner off of a patch when teams could play completely differently in regular split and normal split, like, like I don't think we had a great tournament at all. Uh, mm. I mean, obviously, 0-2. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I just feel like the patch changed a lot. I feel like the practice changed a lot like the amount of things that teams are trying in scrims changed a lot obviously but i i'm not confident enough to say that warriors would have beat fairy with how good fair was were playing was playing mm-hmm. um i think that's the cleanest might they played in a very long time um and then hounds as well like hounds with the way they were playing could have won the tournament in my opinion yeah uh, i i completely agree i mean they went to five against the ferryman who ended up winning 3-0 so uh, yeah, definitely think it's fair. Woody, what do you think? How big of a difference do you think this patch was? And do you feel like you guys had a significantly better hold on this meta um, than the previous meta, or uh, over other teams on this particular patch? Yeah, I think I think this uh, the new patch definitely benefited us. Um, There's a lot more like it, it was it was like a tank meta. Uh, Sino's uh, Erlang got buffed. I think Rack got buffed as well. Like a lot of the characters he played got buffed. And like he likes to build tankier as well, and the tank items were better. Um, and for Oni Warriors as well, I do think it hurt them a lot because, like, I, they're they're obviously like they're the fastest team in the league. And before, um, like the time to kill and stuff, it was like so short. Um, so they could sort of like, um, sort of like run it down harder if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, like when I think of Oni Warriors, I think of like uh, Solar Troll playing like full damage Hebo and like two shotting people and like one v three and stuff like that. Um, but uh, with like the slower pace of the game in, in Season of Souls, I feel like it hurt them. Like I remember, because um, they didn't play, um, or we didn't see them play on the on the new patch until Hex Mamba, right? That was their yep. first game, yep. and like there was like their first SPL game in like a month. And game one, they almost lost, and then yeah. game two, both the games were actually super slow. Like, they, I think I mean, if I were to guess, the average game time was maybe like thirty five minutes, which for, which is pretty fast for most teams, but for the Warriors, like. In the in the regular split, they're ending games in like twenty five minutes, right? Like mm-hmm. sub thirty minutes, uh, probably average for their game time. So I do think it sort of um, hurt their play style. Like I think those those players are all like fast, like one shot players, and it, it sort of hurt them being like a tankier meta, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting because I think that we also did a lot of rollbacks on anti snowball mechanics and added more snowball back into the game um game still went pretty long overall as we talked about um but theoretically and i feel like teams did successfully generate better leads early they just always didn't get converted um at a rate that we would have seen you know in previous years uh but the warriors were like the one team who was able to continually snowball games like no Mm -hmm. one else was snowballing games all year except for them and yeah. on the patch where I, I really thought that they would not be hurt by this patch a ton because it theoretically gives Jake a longer leash um, to be a little bit more disrespectful with his positioning and his plays, um, which is when he's at his best, in my opinion. And snowballing was easier. 
So I was like, oh, this should be good for the Warriors, theoretically. Uh, but I agree with what you said. It's the, it was really the exact opposite, that they kind of had trouble um, snowballing those games, which is uh, which is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, very fun tournament to watch, I think. Especially, you know, we always feel confident in the changes that we're making. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't make them. But there's only so much confidence you can feel, especially, like, right before a big tournament. Um, mm-hmm. And with you can, there's only so much confidence you can feel with a giant game wide change like we made, uh, and certainly not perfect yet. Like some adjustments needed, and hopefully we'll get those right. But I think for how uh, drastic the change was, um, overall, personally, I was really happy with how the games looked. Um, mm-hmm. a lot less Thorns Kuzenbow than I expected. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to play that like every game. So yeah, it's a good thing we got kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate you guys falling on that grenade, um, <laughs> in that way, uh, for sure. Yeah. yeah fun, to- fun tournament. Fighting against Robin that game. That <laughs> I'm sure you did Barry. Who doesn't love fighting Robin? Uh, me, by the way, I don't love fighting. Robin. Um, <laughs> any backlighter. Any dude, when that god came out, I was like, what is the point of me loading in, man? Like, there is just... Well, no, not when he came out, because he was bad when he came out. When he got... Mm-hmm. When he became a really good jungler, uh, I was like, what is the point um, of me being here? And, yeah, I learned... Yeah. After our set that I have to Aegis, every tank Ravana ult, and then I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. That ult, is, uh, can, that ult is... That ult is good. Yeah. yeah. Plus a glorious... Win. Yes. Oh, dude, yeah. I was getting cooked. Yes. Wait, you should just not level an ability because he immunes one anyways. So just put all your True. points into one. Oh, that's actually well, smart. Another five points. Do I just invest those? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, just keep them in the bank. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Percy saying season three start was the Blink Sunder Robin meta. Yeah, that was it. Because oh, I remember, man. I remember now because we were scrimming a lot against Mifflin's team at the beginning of that year, and he would play nothing but Robin. Rat and Susano, uh, mm-hmm. and none of those characters are fun to play against as a as a nope. laner. Um, and I hated Mifflin, and I still do to this very day uh, for that ex- <laughs> for that exact reason. Um, remember when Robin Alt auto locked? Anyways, I can't. We're, we're way over time. I shouldn't be going. Oh, sorry. Angle. Um, n- why why are you saying sorry? <laughs> I don't know. I felt. I don't know. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> why did you say sorry? That made no sense. It, fe- it felt like the right thing to do. <laughs> I don't know why. Me bringing think- up a whole talking point on my own. Not you didn't. Contri- you didn't get me there at all. Uh, I, I go down off this tangent. Sorry for the guy driving. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What is that? That, is, that was hilarious. Um, okay, before we get to the random question of the week, one more response to tell you guys about it's bird dogs, uh, and here's why. Because they make you look good. Bird Dog's stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. And they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Which, as we've covered, is not what you want in your shorts. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, very in very few things, stiff and restricting is what you're looking for. Uh-huh. Uh, Here's how they fix this issue. These geniuses over at Bird Dogs. They invented cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches 
So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. That's what we love. Plus, they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all night long. All night long. All day long. I mean, you could. It would It would work at night, too, I suppose. Uh, I don't see why not. Um, it's really up to you whether you want to wear it during the day or during uh, during the night. What is happening with this podcast and with this ad read? Um what is happening? Go to birddogs.com slash pool and enter promo code pool. That's P-O-O-L. And you get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. I was about to go on a bit of like what you could fill your Yeti style tumbler with. And I'm just not going to. Uh, that's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Um, and that's why you end up wearing them all through the night. Because you don't want to take them off and you sleep in them. Um, and then you wake up. And then you wear them. Um, and even though that is something that is not advised, they have anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Uh, so it should be fine. Um, never mind. Uh, what is going on with me? Yeah, um, I will I say apologize, everyone. To help you out, I did get my bird dogs in the mail. And they are very Bro! comfy. And make my butt look very good. My mailman is living large out there, bro. <laughs> I'm about to watch the, my, our mailman pull up in Oakley's and bird dogs. Yeah. And I'll be like... <laughs> And I'll be like, what? yo, can I get that? And they'll be like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. You got your bird dog? Okay. All right. I've got I've to gotta have a discussion with my local uh-huh. mail carrier. I'm sure it's not their fault and they're doing a great job. Yeah, um, sure. And I'm going to scream at them with, with no warning uh, <laughs> tomorrow. Um, all right. Time for the random question of the week, which is, of course, in our Patreon Discord, patreon.com slash backliners, if you want to join there. We've had, we have had a few new... Uh, Patreon subscribers join in, and we're uh, we're happy to have them along. Including, uh, gotta give a special shout out to Yoma, who just joined the uh, Patreon Discord, um, a runner of one of my favorite Twitter accounts out there. So big shout out to Yoma. Um, all right, Neon Kerm asked if you could change your name, real or online name, what would you change it to? Uh, I would definitely change my online name. I think. I don't know what I would change it to, but I'm pretty sure my name is just terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my gamer tag, and I would change it to probably literally anything else because it, it just looks like a bad Xbox name. But I'm just stuck with it. Would you change it to uh, Cloud Knit Fabric? Would that be your new that, name? That'd be better than my. That'd be better than money. Than Barracuda. Bar- Barracuda's uh-huh. not that bad. Come on, there are way worse ones out there. Like what? Sam for soccer too. That one is worse. That's, <laughs> That's kind of iconic at this point. I mean, it is, yeah. but it's iconic because it's bad, right? It's a bad. Yeah. It's, it's nearly objectively a bad name, but it's Sam, and he's just so lovable that like I love it anyways. I mean, yeah. same with Jake, right? Like awesome Jake four hundred eight. Terrible. Yeah. Not yeah. a good name. Just awful. Yeah, it can't. It can't be good. Think about how many Smurfs those two names have uh, spawned. Mm. That's a good point. True. But oh. think about how many Smurfs Zapman's name has spawned too. I feel like Zapman, like there have been so many like bits on Zap's name. Yeah, when it was like, oh, I can't remember the names. It was like Billy for baseball. Like when yep. all those names came, took over, yeah. rank, that was that was prime time ranked. Yeah, mm-hmm. those those were good times. Um, yeah, Woody, how about for you? Uh, I, I'd definitely change my gamer tag. Really? No, Baskin at- Robbins. Yeah, well, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone's asked me asks me about like the Baskin Robbins like ice cream shop or whatever, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure I've I've either never been to or been to <laughs> once maybe, but I, I actually have no idea why like 
I, I don't even remember like why I named myself this, but I always get asked it, and then yeah, I think I think I would just change my a gamer tag to Wooney or something because that's like mm -hmm. I think it's cool to have gamer tag as like your name, you know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. John. Do you think that's taken? John, uh, I've never tried, say. but John. No, I was talking about John. Yeah, Wooney much more likely to be open than John. Um, John yeah. S. John S. Johns. Yeah, there you John's. go. That that should be open. That's classic. Uh, John Smith. That's fair. Um, would I change my name? I don't know. I I uh, I definitely like. I think Agro is a clean gamer tag. Um, yeah. I'm definitely happy with that. I'm not like as aggressive a person as you would expect to have that gamer tag, but I think that's fine. That's where aggression comes in anyways. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's good. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't want to be named Ryan. Uh, I really liked the name Evan and I wanted, I, I wished that my name was Evan for a you while. You want to be Snoopy so bad. I know Snoopy's just like so cool, but there's nothing I can do about it now. Uh, there is something I can do about it now, but I've also, uh, I was like six at the time and there was a cool kid named Evan in my school. Uh, so I wanted to be like him. And it was Evan Snoopy Man Jones. Um, okay, uh, our good friend B-Dubs asked, what was one of the coolest, most impressive plays you've ever seen in a professional smite game? What's a play you would like to see in an ideal world? Play I would like to see in an ideal in world. In an ideal world? Yeah, I don't I mean, know. Like I mean, in real life? Like, no, I think like, and stuff? like you just get to... What, what, what's like a... Hunger? <laughs> I yeah, that's know. a play. That, I'd like I'm to just confuse mm, what he's talking about. I would like. Uh, I, okay, I can't get started on that. <laughs> Me uh, creating world peace. Now that's a play right there. Um, that's we'll really watch really play fun. the game right there. Uh, yeah, no, I think um, I uh, I would like to see um, some cool. There's some. There's some Maui tech that that hasn't been utilized because it, it's impossible to do but we've act we accidentally did some really fun stuff in playtesting like shifting raw alts like during the channel um to to like change the angle a little bit that would oh, be no. absolutely crazy if it ever happened it would it is the worst idea and should never actually happen uh -huh. in spl but yeah. if it did <laughs> please don't it would be really cool um also, uh, for the most impressive play that I can think of, um, I've got three that immediately come to mind. Um, Deathwalker's tier play, I think, is the best individual play in a competitive smite game I've ever seen. Um, was that against you, Barra? Nope. Nice. Who was that against? I was thinking about that the other day. I'm surprised remember. it wasn't because I feel like every cool play or moment has been against me. Yeah, that's basically that true. Good. That's more or less true. Uh, the other two did also did not, not involve you. Uh, the Kalos, Ares, alting, and then pulling people through a Giannis oh, portal oh, yeah. uh, was really cool. And then Wilfie um, stuffing the Giannis dropship from um, Dignitas in... Uh, that was the Masters that was best of seven that we tried. Um one year where he disco he was like set up perpendicular to where they were going to come through the wall through a yon assault and he got like a four-man discordia strife uh oh. and just like insta killed the entire team um and stopped them from ending uh that was uh 
I can only remember that because Dig had a one game advantage going into that best of seven, and then I forget I forget if it went seven, but it was just like we were all like, please God, no best of sevens. And I remember the discussion well, and it was the fans say they think best of seven could be good for double Elim, and this is a good opportunity to try it at not worlds. And I was like, okay, but when we are on our six and a half of one set, um, I'm going to look you in the eye and you're going to know that I don't want to be here for hour nine. Um, <laughs> and if I remember correctly, something like that happened pretty much, uh, pretty much, pretty closely to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, those are, those are my answers. Uh, Bear, I rambled forever. I'll read I'll read the question. Uh, coolest or most impressive play you've ever seen in a pro smite game. And what's a play you would like to see in an ideal world? Uh, in Smite, not in real life. Um, I don't have specific plays. I will say I think Paul's season, I think it was 7 and seven, 8. Yeah. Uh, his whole, like, finals and kind of every game led up to that. Uh, I think it was, I can't remember which year it was. I can't remember if it was 7 or 8 where he, like, literally just diffed. Maybe it was both years, honestly. It was 7. It was 7. The Scylla, where, yeah, the, okay. the, the year that, yeah, where Sam went under Tier 2 uh, yeah. to try yeah, and kill him. Stole, and, yeah, that was, inc- that was crazy. I think Paul literally stole every objective forever um, and then just made crazy plays on top of that. Like, I'm pretty sure you can just make a whole montage solely out of just those tournaments for Paul. Yeah. Um I, yeah, I don't think, uh, I mean, I was going to say, like, the Deathwalker play just for recency bias, um, but I think Paul's whole tournament run overtakes that for me. Um, an ideal play I would like to see would probably just be, like, a Hunter play. Um, I think Pillar Stuns, if it's, like, a clean Pillar Stun, I think those look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, or, like, Ishtar combos, I think those feel really good, too, but uh, I don't really think... Hunters have like the flashiest plays. I'm trying to think. Such an well, easy hunters, role, you know. Yeah. You just hold really left make, play. Like flashy plays, besides like critting people or like Heim plays. I think Heim probably has the highest. Play. Honestly, I think the best hunter play that I like, hypest hunter play that I can think of off the top of my head was Zap, uh, season six. Um, had a really sick on her play game one and then i think it was like game four i want to say where there was like an early fight by gold and zap was playing hachi and like he just went absolutely crazy and i remember being like wow that was some of the best that was some of the biggest moment like hunter play that i can think of uh that was it was crazy maybe snoopy snipe on dare to care or wowie's bounce on like skilly uh, oh bounce. wowie's hoey bounce on skilly was funny yeah for like throwback moments um those would be up there for me yeah th- those are both good ones uh percy did say in the chat that uh 2018 masters it did go to game seven with rival winning that's what i thought uh that was never never say best of seven with a one game advantage is the right way ever again please twitch chat please um baskin um yeah, you guys have said a lot of the ones that I like. Um, Purry's uh, Janus portal on Final K when he was tier and he like. Faked oh the portal. yeah, that, that was, was a, a good sick one. play. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Um, no, I forgot about that. And then outside of that, um, well, it was for me when I was like coming up or whatever. But watching Andy stream, he would make some like insane plays, like insane for the time. Like I mean, they're still good, but like at the time, like when Andy streamed, like he would he would just like go off like mechanically. Dude, it, like no, they there is that the the one uh, Thor clip. Thor, yep. dude, that play is yeah. still like it still yeah. I still can't keep up. up. Like mm-hmm. it is literally season one, and I'm like I can't comprehend doing this like it is so crazy that is such a good clip i want to watch that yeah um yeah yeah oh uh the uh it's not like it wasn't the sickest play but just like an impactful one that i can remember was um cyclone just absolutely bodying omega um i think i think it was like the herc odin matchup or something like that where Oh, Cy- I... like Cyclone just like that. Th- it, it was just like thought of that that matchup was like 10-0 Odin or something like that. And Cyclone was literally just like solo killing him off cooldown and like was too. He might have two blinked him or something like that. That doesn't sound right because you know, he TB. Omega jumped on the wave and then Cyclone two won him into tower. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like it, yeah. it by today's standards. It's nothing. But like at yeah, the time it was then. like, holy crap, mm-hmm. this guy is so nuts. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Timmy wants to know, who is the best player in your role in history? Uh, mine is the easiest. It's Paul. Baskin he plays also Paul. <laughs> <laughs> he plays a lot of Hunters, you know? Um, I think, Barrett, you of, have the hardest, probably. I would say based off of rings, it would be Zap. I mean... Well, yeah. I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like I just have to go with Zap, because, I mean, I feel like and after that's like Emilito for rings, but um, yeah, I would say no. It's it, the best. It, Timmy didn't ask who won the most. He said the best player in your role. Yeah, but I feel like winning the most worlds is kind of the biggest thing. It's and definitely a factor. I mean, even if you didn't like hyper carry the worlds, I think you still have like a decent impact in every time. So. Uh, yeah, I would just go with Zap, I think. Yeah, I don't think that that's a, a bad answer. Uh, Baskin, how, how about for you and Solo? Benji. Yeah, I think that that one's pretty pretty clear, clear cut, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, Yoma asks, if you had to build your perfect 4th of July barbecue, what is your main meat or food item, uh, side, and drink? This is a great question, Yoma, and the type of question I want to be answering all the time. Oh, I'm so hungry. Me too. Um, perfect 4th of July barbecue main meter food item, side, and drink. Um, it's got to be hot dogs for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just a good old grilled hot dog. So good. Grilled burger, also solid. Um, but I'm going grilled hot dog uh, with some really buttery corn on the cob um, oh. as my side. And here's the thing. You need to have the... The little sticker, like the the sticky pointers that you like put in each end of the corn on the cob to hold it. Um, that makes it so much better because your fingers don't have to get disgusting. Just your face has to get disgusting. Um, yeah, some really good grilled corn on the cob with some butter. Uh, and then drink. As a 31-year-old adult man, um, <laughs> I mean this sincerely, uh-huh. a nice cold can of Dr. Pepper. Or maybe a cold can of Mountain Dew. 
I could also I, I could also be talked into. Does it have to be a can? Yes, cans are the best form of soda soda uh, drinking. Drinking, yeah, the, it actually <laughs> isn't close. Um, don't and don't say glass bottles of yeah, Coke. It's not fair. Bottle? It's not that's not a tradition. That's not like a, an easy access thing. It's not the same. That's like saying that. Um, that Gordon Ramsay's restaurant has a better burger than McDonald's. It's like, yeah, of course. It's the, you're not going there all the time. You know what I mean? I mean? Isn't it like the norm in some places, or is that not anymore? I feel like is it, it like isn't. It? No, the, you know they say like everyone calls bottled like glass bottle Coke like Mexican Coke. Yeah, the Mexican Coke. I don't think if you go to Mexico that there's glass bottles everywhere. Like I think it's probably <laughs> twenty ounces in cans. Like they're probably like I don't. Th- I may, I'm I could be wrong. I've never been to Mexico, but that's that's my assumption. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, canned can soda, the best by far. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's mine. Basket, we'll make you go next. Barrows had to go next uh, each time. Um, well, hot dogs is definitely a good one. Yeah, and then well, so like when you say Fourth of July barbecue, like you have to make it and stuff, right? Like no, you could just be like, at like a party or something barbecue? like that. Yeah, yeah, no, just like at a party, like a like a, a uh, family gathering or something like that, or friends like cooking out in the backyard. Oh. Like it's not like a professional chef. Is, okay. Like, the, the the thing. So like a sixteen hour like smoked brisket. That's not like reasonable. I mean, sixteen that's hour reasonable. probably not, but some brisket I think is safe. Yeah. Yeah, I like brisket. Yeah. <laughs> and then for drink, I feel like if you're barbecuing outdoors, you gotta get some iced tea, you know, and oh, lemonade. Yeah, that'd be good, dude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a bunch of cans of Arnold Palmer for this weekend when it's going to be really hot. That is that is a great hot outside drink. I love mm-hmm. I love Arnold Palmer. It's so good. All right, Barry, you're up. Uh, I made some seitan barbecue ribs that were really good. So I'll probably, if I want those, I'll probably make them. Or mm-hmm. like a fully loaded burger. Yeah. Uh, I, I made some bacon recently too, and that was pretty banging. Um, so probably just like a barbecue burger with barbecue sauce and like pickles and maybe some mustard. You know, I'm kind of leaning towards that train now. Wait, no way uh, you're just going from mustard sucks to putting it on your ideal entree. I, okay, I tried it. Uh, I was at my parents' house like two weeks ago and I made like the tempeh bacon I was talking about and we made like a fully stacked like burger with it and I put the mustard on it and it actually made it a lot better. And I was a little disappointed in my taste buds, but it's, it's, it's just good. And I don't know why my taste buds changed. Like I literally used to hate mustard. It was one of the worst condiments, probably the worst condiment. And I wouldn't it is. do my it's best terrible. to avoid it. Yes. But it's actually not that bad for some reason. I don't know why. Wait, so you just, did you just put mustard on a burger? Like straight up. You were just like, yep. Mustard me yep. up. Just a little bit with, like, a pickle and, like, the acidity and I don't know how to describe a mustard flavor. Uh, but, like, the pickle with the mustard flavor with, like, the barbecue barbecuiness of the uh, burger and everything just came together really good. You've changed, man. I'm sorry. You've I'm sorry. changed. Uh, side would have to be... This one's hard for me. Uh, my top two would be, like, sweet potato fries or mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the home style mac and cheese with like breadcrumbs on top. Yeah, great call. Uh, drink. Okay, I was gonna say water, but Baskin 
kind of convinced Bro. me that lemonade... Oh, I thought you were going to say sweet tea. I was going to be like, if, oh, if you no, would have no, told no. this exact <laughs> meal to Barra a month ago, he would have been like, uh -huh. I'm not having any of it. I'll, I <laughs> yeah, only want off. the mac yeah. and cheese. Yeah, uh, lemonade sounds really good. Or like, um, uh, we had... It was like Sprite. Oh, I can't remember. Hold on. It was, oh, it was Strawberry Sprite from Del Taco. That's one of the best drinks I've had in a very long time. Del Dude. Taco's a restaurant, very bad, but uh, their strawberry Sprite, pretty good. I had never seen a Del Taco before, and then one of our apartments down here, there was a Del Taco five minutes away. The first time I had Del Taco, I was like, this is unbelievably good. I can't believe no one told me about this Del Taco thing. This is awesome. I was loving it. It was delicious. It was so good. I think I went back like four times, and I would say that I only got edible food like twice out of those four times and it yeah. was barely above that line like it was crazy there's one right next to my old college campus that i went to while i was in college and i was like this is some of the best food i've ever had like for mm -hmm. a fast food place dude it was it, so and, good yeah i don't know what happened i took uh lynn and destiny there and it was the worst food <laughs> like i didn't i took like three bites and threw it away yeah and as someone who like hates wasting money I was like, this is good to throw it away. Like, no, I do not want to eat this. Yeah. yeah, I've been there for sure. Dude, I wish um, that reminds me uh, of Joe, my wife, is nearly a perfect human being, as we know. Um, her one flaw is that she doesn't like Zaxby's, which is what basically criminal, right? Zaxby's yeah. is undeniably top tier, okay? I've been going to this one Zaxby's by our house recently, and it's been mm -hmm. slapping. It's been so good every time. I've been, like, craving it because it's been so good. The, she sees an ad online because Zaxby's has funnel cake, and Joe's a funnel cake lover, as is anyone who has uh, a soul, because funnel cake's delicious. She's like, okay, I will actually go to Zaxby's uh, to get this funnel cake. I, we go in. We order it. Dude, it all sucked. And I was like, guys... Don't you know that this is this was a big moment for you, Zaxby's? Like, you needed to deliver in this moment. Because otherwise, if you mess this up, I'm never going to be able to get Zaxby's unless I'm getting food for just me ever again. Um, and Joe is never going to give Zaxby's another shot if this sucks. And it was the worst Zaxby's I've had in, like, oh. maybe ever. Like, I feel like you should be able to tell someone, like... Yo, um, you've got to clutch up for this one. Like, this is a this is big. Like, th your uh, potential future viability as a dinner location is riding on this one meal. So don't screw this one up. Uh, but of course, you can't do that. Um, and now she'll never eat Zaxby's again. I will. Um, and now I want Zaxby's right now. Uh, yeah, is that funnel cake vegan? I don't know. It wasn't good, to be honest with you. What? But, but, well, because they messed everything up. Like, it was just all bad, <laughs> you know? Like, I'm sure, like, normal performance, it, uh, I, I would trust it. If they're on their game, I would get five. Uh, but they were not on their game. I was really disappointed. It was really depressing. Okay. Well, that's just fast food, sorry. I know. It, dude. Why do I keep apologizing? I, I don't know why. Well, it's because now you know that you kept me going, and I will keep going for a second longer. <laughs> it is crazy, and this is true for every job, but particularly for food service jobs. Think about, like, Chipotle is a good example. Everyone talks about how ch some Chipotle bowls are unreal, and some Chipotle bowls are terrible. And it all comes down to employee diff. That's mm -hmm. it. 
right? Like if they if the employees working that day are tryharding uh, and doing a whole bunch, probably like more. Th- those jobs are very hard. I'm not trying to. Uh, I worked in food service for years. I put out a bunch of bad meals. I'm sure. Um, I know for a fact. Uh, <laughs> but like when they are like hitting, when everything's fresh and you get like the full bowl, you know, and they're not skimping on anything. They're they're hooking it up. That is so good. Um, and sometimes you just get employee diffed and that's all there is to it. Do you think that people are going to come at employee diff when my next God sucks and they don't like it? Um, they're going to be like, yeah, it's just aggro. Not, not doing it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out this funnel cakes vegan. I feel like it might be (laughs) vegan because that's, it's a caramel sauce and that comes on the side that comes on the side. Yeah. Yeah, well, wait, exactly. what, the, the, surely they fry it in the same oil as, like, the chicken and stuff. I think their frying oil is vegan, I think. I saw somewhere that it was. Yeah. And I don't, I, I'm not one of those guys where it's like, oh, it's frying the same thing. I can't eat that now. Yeah. I'm not that guy. Fair enough. Yeah, I wasn't sure uh, the extent of that. Okay, let's wrap this before I go on for ten more minutes about funnel cake, shall we? Sure. Um, Wooney, thanks for coming on. Uh... Shout out to Factor, factormeals.com uh, slash backliners50, and then oakley.com and birddogs.com for our three sponsors of the week. We'll be back um, next week, I believe, uh, is the plan. We're coming up on my paternity leave here, Barra, pretty soon, though. We're going to find you a new, uh, we got to find you a co-host for what I, for what I'm going on my paternity leave, because it's not that far away. Can you believe that? I can't. Anyways, we got to go before I start talking about that too. All right. I, I didn't know if you wanted me to respond or if you were No, like, I, who knows? I don't know either. <laughs> let's go. Let's Booty actually fell asleep 10 minutes ago and we just don't know because we've been rambling. I'm, I'm eating wings. <laughs> well, what kind? <laughs> you just uh, started eating buffalo. wings. <laughs> They're good, though. <laughs> That's so I know, true. I've been listening the whole time, though. No, I've I know. Got a whole pizza. Oh, my God. Look at that pizza. Okay, we got to we gotta get you for that pizza. Okay. Wait, pizza and pizza? Is that? No, uh, mod oh. pizza. Oh, oh my pizza. Okay. Um, dude, I'm so hungry and I don't have wings or pizza. This is garbage. All right, we're getting out of here. Barry, you know what's <laughs> That's so good. I love that. I get to eat. No, say the words you're supposed to say to close it. I said bye. Oh, I heard, all I heard was Baskin going nom, nom, nom. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> good enough.